0: When I heard Katie Kremitzos had gone over 100 million downloads, I was like, man, I bet there's something to learn there. And then I thought, well, it's Katie, who is one of my favorite people on the planet. And you're going to learn today that she did all this while she was shutting down one really successful show. Yeah, that's a weird one to be like, wait, it was successful? Yeah. And she was shutting it down. Oh, and by the way, she... <laughs> She was pregnant with her second child, and so she was growing her new network while she had two children under the age of two. There's a reason her old logo had a cape on her back. She's amazing. Grab your pencils. You're going to learn a lot today as we interview Katie Kermitzos from the Women's Meditation Network dot com. Okay, so let's get to it. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, grow, and if you want to monetize your podcast, my website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Dot com. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash listener, you'll save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And as I record this, it is Mother's Day 2023. I lost my mom when I was in college. I've been uh, alive more years without her than I have with her, but I swear I'm being channeled by her today. I've been comparison pricing groceries and all sorts of things I normally don't do. And I'm like, it's the spirit of mom. But I do want to start off with a quick tip. And this kind of sounds like it's not podcasting related, but hang with me because I'll I'll use one of those words that the young kids, the young kids call it. I've been adulting. Yeah. And what I wanted to say here is if you're a person that thinks, ah, I'm an old dog. I can't learn new tricks. I'm here to tell you, if you really put your mind to it, you can. And can I kind of peel back the curtain even more? I am a bit of a slob. I am a a bachelor. I live alone, and uh, you know, my office is kind of a mess. My kitchen's kind of a mess. Uh, my bedroom uh, was kind of a mess, et cetera, et cetera. And so, I'm here to tell you that. Doing little things can move you towards great things. It doesn't have to be this giant step. So here's here's an example. When I get in bed, I used to disrobe and throw all my clothes on the floor, which is weird because about six feet from where I am in my bedroom, there's a clothes chute in the bathroom. And by taking one little just, you know, as I go to take off my shirt, I go, oh, wait, let's walk to the bathroom and do this because it's not like somebody's going to see me naked it's just me and so uh, consequently my my bedroom's not a mess i've been in this this is unheard of my brother when i lived with my brother years ago he would laugh because he would go into the kitchen and there would always be at least one cupboard door open because once i got my whatever frosted flakes and I already had my bowl and milk well i you know who needs to close the cupboard i was always on to the next thing And now when I am done with my dishes, I go into the kitchen and actually put them in the dishwasher and close the cupboard doors. So I know it sounds like we're not talking podcasting, but I'm here to tell you that number one, you can learn new things. You can. It takes a little discipline. You're not going to be perfect, but you can. I'm also studying Spanish. In fact, today was my 200th day of using Duolingo. And I still can't really speak much of it, but I spend five to seven minutes a day because it's something I want to do. And you can learn new things. Some people I hear, they're like, yeah, I want to start a podcast. And really, you just want to talk into a microphone and have it go everywhere. And you can do that. It just, you have to pay everybody else to do the other stuff. That's all. But the thing I really wanted to point out is the other thing that I started doing and i'm still i i got a lot of room for improvement was i started going to bed earlier now why did i do that because i would literally fall asleep at my desk and that is your body going uh excuse me excuse me yeah would you mind going to bed i'm tired now there is that stupid part of you the the bro it's like, hey, I'll sleep when I'm dead, dude. I'm just gonna push it through, and you're just a big puss if you can't do more than you know, 17 hours. Yeah, okay. Uh and so here's the interesting thing: by going to bed sooner, I feel better, and because I feel better, I don't walk into a room and go, "Ugh," because it's a mess. Because I've got the time, and the it's a mental thing. My brain is a little ready to go now. Am I getting as much done? as I used to. And the answer is kind of pretty much, even though I lost an hour or so I gained sleep so that when I'm awake, I'm more alert. So I'm working smarter, not just longer and grinding myself into, you know, pulp basically. So I just a little quick thing to say, look, I I get the whole like, Hey dude, you know, you got to push it and blah, blah. Okay. That's just a great way to to burn yourself out and if you're a person that's thinking i can't learn anything new i'm actually it's weird i the young kids again called adulting but these are things i should have learned i don't know 40 years ago and it's just been one of those well instead of going well that's the way i am it's the way i was born and raised well you can change you can it's not easy humans hate it but i'm here to tell you you can change All right, next up, it is my conversation with Katie Kremitzos from the womensmeditationnetwork.com. And you'll hear a little backstory. I don't want to do a double intro, but I don't want to hide the lead. Why is Katie on the show? Because she just went over 100 million downloads. Hoofah. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, there's got to be some lessons there. So here's my conversation with Katie Kremitzos from the Women's Meditation Network. One of my favorite people, seriously, in all of podcasting, to hang out with. She always makes me smile and always makes me laugh. And I was looking back, the last time you were on the show, I believe you were still doing Biz Women Rock. I don't think you've talked about the Women's Meditation Network yet.
1: No, no. It's been a
0: while. So you had this really successful podcast. You talked about creating community, which obviously you're still brilliant at. Why would you leave a really successful show to start something else that was kind of the same, but not really at all? Oh,
1: yeah. no, it's completely different. Yeah, um, I mean, the only
0: thing in common is it's targeted towards women. But targeted other towards that, women. <laughs> Other than that, it's completely different. So, the
1: complete non sequitur. Yeah. The short answer to that is things are going very well for Biz Women Rock end of 2017 i had just hit i had uh, been in had that show for about four years at that time i just hit like my first hundred thousand k year like i felt like i was on it things were clicking into place i had a really big plan to like triple business that year and um and then in april of 2018 we found out we were pregnant with my second daughter savannah and i don't know how to explain this but some things just immediately change when you become pregnant and for me one of those things was this giant Kind of like Mack truck hitting me going, I don't want this anymore. Mm. And that was a really scary, scary thing because I had put so much time and effort into it. And, you know, it was a a livelihood. It was a business that was paying for a livelihood, right? And so I sat with that for uh, about a month and a half, almost two months, and just sort of was like, okay, I'm not going to launch anything. I'm just going to sit in the space where I feel really confused. Like, no i could right. totally do it. is this really like self-sabotage coming up or do i <laughs> is, is this a fad is this, right, exactly is this like am i just not feeling well right and so i just sat with that and chris and i my husband uh went on walks every single day and he was just this amazing you know listener and one day i would be like oh my god i could totally do this i'm gonna just make it work to do this business with two babies and the next minute i was like i'm done i'm giving everything up i'm going to be a full-time mom i can't handle all of this one day in that kind of like downtime the the women's the idea of the women's meditation network was born and it, not only was it born but because it was something that was interesting to me Chris and I spent a lot of time sort of dreaming into the future, if you will. Like, what could this thing be? And what is it? And is this right? And God, does this feel good? Wow, this could be. And so a couple of things happened. Number one, it felt really good. No one knew me as a meditator back then. I am not credentialed to be a guide (laughs) of meditation or a teacher of meditation, but I have been meditating as a practitioner since I was 19. I'm 44 now. And I have done it very imperfectly in all sorts of different ways and all sorts of regularities for all those years. And I just, I loved what it did for me. And I just felt like, I, I, I feel like I can do this and I feel like other women would really connect to it. I think that I would love to bring this gift of meditation to other women who either don't know about it or are looking for a new type of meditation. And then the other thing was that we, you know, being the podcasting nerds that we are, we actually did our research and we started looking and just searching for keywords like when I look up meditation what's there when I look up women and meditation what's there and in 2018 there was one meditation that existed that was dedicated to women and my mind was really blown and I just felt this incredible urge to be like I've, I've got to be here for these women there I know there are women so many women just like me like who are just searching for meditation. And if there's something for women there, like they are going to come. If I build it, they will come. And I have something. I have a huge heart. I have a a huge passion to contribute here. So let's go. So that's why I actually started it. Very ugly. (laughs) Very imperfectly. (laughs) I knew it was a network, though. I know we're going to talk about networks. But I knew it was a network. Because the niche was so wide open, I knew that there was so many types of women seasons of womanhood times of day like i knew that there were so many different types of niches sub niches i could really go into but my mind could not fathom my operational mind couldn't fathom you know pregnant with a toddler i couldn't fathom oh my god i'm gonna do you know 14 shows are you kidding me like i just wrote (laughs) down the ideas and then got busy launching the very first show meditation for women
0: now, you mentioned that you're not certified. Did that mess with your head at all? Because I know oh, that yeah. imposter syndrome yeah. always comes back. And
1: <laughs> Yes, it did. I mean, mostly because I just didn't have the practice doing it. It Podcasting felt really safe, though, because it's not like... Uh, still to this day, I actually get really nervous doing live meditations in front of people because the way that I do meditations now is I heavily lean as a writer, right? So, So I write these poems, these these scripts that i feel are kind of like relaying a beautiful message and then i just show up to the mic and read them in a really beautiful way right so that feels really safe so back then it was more of like i don't have the practice to show up and like just give a meditation i don't really know what i'm doing uh, other than like my practitioner's experience and then yes i definitely had that like oh my god are people going to call me out like this isn't the the Buddhist type of meditation, or that mindfulness meditation isn't exactly what a mindfulness meditation is supposed to be like. And so, there is <laughs> definitely this enormous like, who am I to do this? And I can still remember being in Italy. I was five months pregnant at the time. I took a whisking, like random, you know, those moments of like, I gotta go here. And my friend uh, Allison Melody, we both know of Food Heals podcast. She was putting on a vegan Italian retreat. And I was like, uh, I need to go. Like, I just know I need to go. So this is the last moment I'm going to get of any t- type of like kind of alone time before like sh- hits the fan with two little <laughs> kids. Right. I was in Italy with like about, a you know, about 10 other women. And I just we were on this hike. And I remember talking it over with Allison, with our friend Ashley, who has since become a podcaster with Leslie Durso, like a, a famous vegan chef. Like, I remember talking the idea over. I was already committed to doing it by then. Right. But I was sharing with them about like, oh, who am I to do this? And th- like, just there, there was this collective, like, if you feel called to do it, you have to do it. Like, it doesn't matter what your credentials are. And truth be told, I mean, how many of us in podcasting really have a a broadcast background, right? We just right. kind of show up to the mic and figure it out as we go along. And that's what I've done with meditation.
0: Well, and the one thing by not following maybe exactly to the letter the way you're supposed to do this, you are then unique. Yes. I'm and so that, glad you that mentioned that. That you apart, you know?
1: I'm so glad you mentioned that because if you ask me, one of the contributing factors that I think is a pretty big contributing factor as to why the network and the brand and the concept has really taken off is because they're not your normal meditations. They are These poems of love. I mean, they're literal. Not all of them, but literally, quite a few of them are actual poems that I am reading to, to sort of you know give you this beautiful message of you have everything you need within you, and here's this frustration or the anger or the fear that you're feeling. Let's let's get through that, right? Like, and so I feel like the writing itself, and 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 then you know, as my producer comes in and and puts his beautiful music and sound effects and, and audio experience on it. I feel what we actually create in these little MP3 files that go out are little pieces of art. And I'm very proud Mm -hmm. of that. And I feel like they don't, we don't even, they're so, I'm so like really humbly proud of the quality of these meditations and how unique they are that I don't even feel like, like they're like anything else that you hear.
0: And that's what makes them, you know, that's why you have spoiler alert, by the way, Katie just went over a hundred million. Downloads. That's that's just bananas. That's <laughs> kind of when insane. You, yeah. And how many different? Just just drop as many names. Like you've been in. I, I've seen you in newspapers. <laughs> um, where else have you been about this?
1: Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. So we've been on. You know, like the like NBC News, I believe. ABC News. Um, we're heading out to Orlando next week to go shoot a couple of news segments out there. Nice. Oh my goodness! I can't. We were on the featured in the New York Post recently, um, just kind of all of the St. Pete Catalyst, like all over the place, which has been. Re- I'm I'm so humbled that people really are are touched by and and wanting to share the message of of which is really ultimately the beating heart of why I do what I do, which is I want to share these really beautiful pieces of love and calm and peace with women all around the world who can really use them in their lives in very productive ways.
0: Absolutely. So you said you started ugly. Talk a little bit about the early days when you started <laughs> off and you're trying to figure things out. Anything, any lessons or things that you went, you know, you started out left and immediately went, oh, hold on, we yeah. got to we gotta go right.
1: I think the wise Dave Jackson probably once said, if you're not embarrassed of your first few episodes then you you you're you're not do, you're doing something wrong, right? Yeah,
0: you waited too long.
1: I am so embarrassed of those first <laughs> few episodes. Probably even the first year's worth of episodes. I started sitting down and writing kind of messages that I wanted to give. The, kind of the process for each meditation is that I come up with sort of what I what a title is. Like what's kind of a sexy title that encapsulates what I'm feeling or what I want to feel? or what I want to experience, the message I want to share, and, and then universalize it, obviously. And then I'm going to write a little message about that. And so, you know, starting off, basically, I feel like I'm kind of embarrassed of how elementary those words are, and then therefore how elementary my voice really was. I have definitely learned my meditation voice. My meditation voice back in 2018 was very fast and very high and I mean you can kind of hear my energy now and that's the voice that people knew so it was this weird (laughs) like I'm trying to find a meditation voice but people don't know that voice and so I sort of had this like middle ground for a while and and so it was really the ugliness was really in the actual like content that was going out Mm. Um, not so much in the back office in the back office because I had had so much podcasting experience by then i was pretty organized i knew what i was doing but yeah the content going out i was like oh okay we just got to keep leaning into this and practicing and so it probably took me a couple of years we're we're about five years old now i would say probably by the third year i mean obviously in those first three years i was just i kept practicing you know different ways right. of, of saying things and different kind of processes but but by year three, I really actually started experimenting with writing, with writing poetry. I took a write I took a songwriting class because i I understood you're a music guy, so you'll get this. I see the scripts that I write as very similar to music in that when you hear the the lyrics of a music of a song and you hear the whole experience, the audio experience along with that, like you can those words touch you to your soul, right? And so I knew if I could create lyrics that did that, that it combined with the audio experience that was created upon it, like that, it was going to have the magic and the power that a song could have. And so um, I got, I started getting really creative with the writing. And and then obviously just the practicing and practicing of the voice. Each show has a different voice too. Like, you know, my sleep show is obviously very, very, very slow. (laughs) My morning meditation voice is not that slow, but still has to be, you know, meditative. So yeah, it just, it was a lot of like, let me put my head down. Let me just churn this out and I'm going to learn with every individual one that I do.
0: So you've come up with something new. You're like, you know what? I'm going to try this new thing, right? We used to do it this way. I'm going to do that. How hard is it to try something new? Because I know some people, they'll just wet their pants and other people are like, I don't know, throw it on the wall, see what happens. Where are you in that spectrum?
1: That's a great question. I pretty much go for broke. In in the space of, let's say, entrepreneurship, I tend to be less risk averse. I, I like stability. I like kind of like methodical growth, right? Versus my husband, for example, who's the exact, he likes like creativity and always new and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. And so relating that to that, I like to do new things. I absolutely will throw myself into new things. And my brain is always working about like, how do we, how is this sustainable? How do we operationalize this? (laughs) But I say that on the backdrop of my whole life, I have been, you know, as a kid, I was really taught gratefully by my parents that you're never stuck in anything. Like you get to create your life, go find what you love, do it, The money will take care of itself. And guess what? If you if what you love changes, it's okay. So I've had a lot of twists and turns and pivots and, you know, quitting my job to try this thing over here. Like those are all seem very, very scary to a lot of people. But for me, I've had so much practice doing that. So when the idea of I don't want this business anymore and I want this new thing, I was like, I'm on board. Let's go. Like it didn't occur to me that I should be scared of that or worried about the, the, the downfall of that. I mean, I definitely had some healthy fear about it, but it was more like everything's going to turn out fine. I'm going to learn something along the way. I'm okay. Now the, the logical operational person in me definitely planned that. Like I, I had a plan around that. Like truly, it took about a year and a half for me to <laughs> launch the meditation podcast. I was still carrying the Biz Women Rock podcast. Then mm. I had my second baby. And literally for about a year and a half, I managed all four of those things, slowly paring down Biz Women Rock while my mm. little ones slowly got bigger and bigger. And so fi- there was th- then this moment at the beginning of 2020 where I was finally like, okay, Biz Women Rock is done. I have a one year old. I'm I'm out of the baby cave. You know, I can my brain works now. Like, let's go. And I could really just focus on Women's Meditation Network. And you see that concentration in the numbers.
0: How nuts is it, though, to have two podcasts and two, like, how do you do that? How do you do that? Well, we'll find out in just a second. But before you get your 100 millionth download, you got to get that first one. So here's a quick message to help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. How nuts is it, though, to have two podcasts and two, like, how do you do that?
1: (laughs) I just got, actually, I have a really very clear answer for this. I am, I'm a stickler for priorities and uh, some people call it time management. I'm going to call it energy management. Mm. I am obsessed with making sure that every moment of my life is, is worthwhile. And I don't like wasting time. It's probably my biggest pet peeve. Mm. That doesn't mean I don't have downtime, but the downtime is purposeful, <laughs> right. um, you know, and so what I did very strategically was as soon as I knew that I was launching this this podcast, the Me- the Meditation for Women podcast, I had to ask myself very real questions. Okay, what does that mean for all this other stuff for, for Biz Women Rock that I was mm. about to do? And what does this mean? Can I just stop it? No, that doesn't feel right. So what I did is I very strategically asked myself, okay, I still need revenue from this business to pay for my life while right. this other thing actually kind of like starts because it's eating up money at this point, right? Like I'm starting from scratch. So I had to get really strategic about like, how am I doing this? And so I just was like, okay, here's the five or six things that I was about to launch or or am currently managing Biz Women Rock. What is the one thing that I love the most that brings in the most revenue at where I could feel like I'm doing the most good for my community? And that one thing was one on one coaching. So I literally took everything else off the table. I didn't do anything else. I didn't launch the event I was gonna do, the program I was gonna do, the membership. Like I didn't put I closed everything that I was doing that wasn't one-on-one coaching. And then I just continued to to kind of like streamline my energy to bring on one-on-one clients and let that feed me and tailor off over the next year and a half.
0: Now, so you start the first podcast, how You know, did it take off like a rocket or was it a slow grind or what was and and when do you start podcast number two?
1: Yeah, good question. So Meditation for Women, I started in July of 2018. I definitely leveraged my current at that time, my current Biz Women Rock community. I definitely was like, you know, like really encouraging people to go listen and, you know, come on over because I definitely had a community by then that I wanted to seed the show. And that helped for a while, right? But it, pretty quickly you realize, like, I, I, you know, that yeah. community. Not everybody's is not, into meditation. No, <laughs> like not everyone here is here. Um, and that's okay. But it grew, I believe, by nature of just being in the marketplace where it needed to be. Right. Being, being titled something very boring that was very obvious that told you what it was, right? And so by October, three months later, we hit five, 5,000 downloads for the month of October. And in comparison, Bizwomen Rock, which at that point was four years old, regularly got 5,000 downloads a month and seeded an entire business for me. That was my average download count every single month. So I was going like, holy crap, three months into this. Like, okay, I got mm. it. I got it. So it definitely did start taking off pretty quickly. Enough for me to just read the signs. Like, you're doing the right thing. Stay in it. Yeah. You're doing the right thing. Stay in it. Fast forward now to... March of 2020. So we're talking a year plus later, right? A year and a half later. Again, I have, by that point, I've taken Biz Women Rock completely off my plate. I have a one-year-old who I can, so I can now kind of like have a brain about me again and really like have this energy that's now focused on the Women's Meditation Network. Still have the one podcast. It has grown at this point. I still remember, I think my downloads for January of 2020 were like 50,000 downloads, February was like 65,000 downloads. So I was definitely growing. For again, I think I mean we I was doing marketing most definitely, but it was it was also being in the right place at the right time. And then March 2020, COVID hits. And while everything is shutting down and telling me that it's time to stop, I am like, no, it's time to go. Like I need to do more. There are so many women out there who need this. We they are desperately seeking just like me. I am feeling this anxiety. I am feeling this this frustration, this overwhelm in quarantine, this, this total fear and instability, like I'm feeling it. So let me write it and get it out there and translate that and universalize it so that other women can have this too. And that month they responded, we had a we hit a hundred thousand downloads that month. And that was enough for me to be like, okay, it's game time. Let's go. So in over the next couple of months, it definitely was this like kind of erratic like how many episodes can I put out at that point I was putting out one episode a week one meditation a week that's all I could handle right and so now fast forward a couple months I'm just kind of putting out as many as I can like at least one a week but sometimes two sometimes three like no organization to it other than like what can I pump out while my kids are with my mother-in-law for 24 hours and I can breathe and then the summer of 2020 hits and it you know I I've always been really obsessed with my analytics and my numbers and so I'm starting to look at what are my top 10 most downloaded episodes and eight of them are sleep po- uh, uh, meditations. Mm. And so Chris and I are discussing, you know, what what could we do with this and I'm like, okay, I need to launch a sleep podcast, which mentally seemed impossible because I was like, I can barely keep up with what I'm doing now, double the podcast means double the energy, right? So it was a big mindset shift that I had to kind of step aside from and, and then just ask myself how. So I, I launched Sleep Meditation for Women in, I think, July of 2020. That was my second show. And that one just skyrocketed right away. As a matter of fact, I had, I had launched it with, I seeded it with all my past Sleep Meditation episodes from the other mm-hmm. show thinking like oh this will last me you know one a week this will last me for a couple months and then by then I'll be able to do like one a month maybe but within the first month the show completely took off I think by the second month so we launched mid-july august september by september we had a total of 170,000 downloads for that show and I was like oh crap I gotta go to work here (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot to do and that show still is my number one show. It continues to do really well for obvious reasons because there's such a need out there. So, um, And then six months later, kind of did that exact same process. And that's how I launched Morning Meditation for Women. And every concept has sort of happened in the same way. Like, what are people most wanting according to my analytics and what people are telling me? And how can I kind of niche into that? And um, even more recently, my most recent podcast launches have been We have meditation for anxiety that we launched earlier this year, mindful meditation for women, panic attack meditations, and then uh, meditation for moms. And so you could see Mm. all of these are very niche. And the reason we're doing it very niche is because there's a desire out there. There's an audience out there who's looking and podcast discoverability is still a little wonky, right? So if I want to make it easier, easy for my listeners, I want her to come to... You know, is it easier for her to go to Meditation for Women, my original show, and scroll however many years back to find the Panic Attack Meditation? Right. Or can I create, you know, what I consider kind of a playlist for her that, you know, curates all of that stuff. And I can continue to add more to it that is that helps her in that moment of intense stress and anxiety. So that is how I've really strategized each of these launches.
0: Well, I know you have 14 different shows. Are these all you?
1: Great question. Most of them are. Three out of the 14 are sounds based. So there's no voice for me. Mm. So water and nature sounds, sleep sounds, ambient sounds. Okay. So I'm not needed there as far as a voice goes. And then two of the other show, Daily Affirmations and Healing Meditation are done by different hosts. Like they have different creators there. And so those are not me, but all of the other ones are me. And yeah, like I'm just, I'm, doing my best to be a really great content machine, creating like (laughs) my mantra to myself all these years has has been like, we create high quality, high quantity meditations. And that's, that's kind of the standard that we have.
0: And I know you have advertising on your show. Yeah. Any tips on that? Cause I know, you know, the, the good news is, wow, you're getting a hundred million downloads all this time. You know, every month it's getting bigger and bigger. And at first it's like, wow, I've got enough to get advertising and then I know in some spaces you're like I need more advertising like I've got too many downloads
1: so it's been a really interesting journey with advertising in that you know at the get-go I knew that that was going to be the model that I had because I you know unlike Biz Women Rock I didn't have a pro I didn't want a program um or you know coaching or you know a meditation yeah. course like that I wasn't in the season with little babies to to be able to offer that right So I knew it was going to be a more kind of like traditional broadcasting media type of a model with, you know, high numbers advertisers who want to buy those impressions and get in in front of those ears. So I didn't hesitate with advertisers like I think a lot of people might. And I definitely have in the past as far as like, should I put an ad in front of a meditation? How do I do this? But I definitely, it's been kind of a stepping stone to see like, okay yes I have advertisers so there's always and because it's a meditation I literally can only fit it in the pre-roll there's no such thing called a mid-roll ad ad. (laughs) let me interrupt this I hope you're
0: asleep now
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you need a mattress? yeah (laughs) I'm about to play with post roll on like my morning shows, like obviously a more host read, right. kind of like a welcoming kind of a post roll but I s- haven't done that yet. So there's a couple of things that go into it. Number one is a very conscious kind of engineering of this pre roll. What is that experience when somebody first comes to listen and how do I make the advertising not standoffish? Right. So that's one. Um, but then there is like, yes, we want, we want to hit all these numbers. We want to continue to grow, but it is, it's a job in and of itself to manage and go after and acquire host red advertising that's sort of one portal of ads and then we also do programmatic ads so you know those ads that you hear on youtube those like you know 10 20 30 second little ads that are not my voice right so we do both of those and neither of those are always at capacity meaning you know we have this enormous inventory of about 4 million impressions a month 4 million downloads a month and we're not filling that with advertisers yet. And that's okay, but that's like what we're constantly striving for. And so it's a matter of like managing the the host red ads are still, I I, in my opinion, very archaic and the process is very archaic and and it's a lot of heavy lifting to have the ad go live and you know, you get paid like three to six months later and mm. it's a pain in the butt. The programmatic ads are all Hell of a lot easier, but have a lower rate, which is okay. But those are not always full either. And that's just by nature of the tools. So yeah, it's been a really interesting, like, how can we maximize this, but also in the engineering of the pre-roll, not piss off my listeners, right?
0: Right. Absolutely. Any words of wisdom, any, you know, 10,000 foot overview to somebody who's thinking of starting a podcast, like, what would you say?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a, kind of a unique perspective on this in that when I started Biz Women Rock, I had no clue what I was going to do. Biz Women Rock, just, you know, just for reference, was like a business interview show for women entrepreneurs. I had no idea what I was doing other than I didn't know that I was a coach when I first started. I didn't know the business model behind it, but I knew I just was interested in talking to really brilliant and amazing women entrepreneurs. And I just started to do that. So I was able, it took a long time, but I carved out my own little niche and my own little community, sort of figuring myself out and figuring out the podcast and figuring out the business along the way. So that was a really beautiful journey. Women's Meditation Network, I knew exactly what it was from the beginning. I knew exactly who I was in it. I knew exactly what it would look like and really just like stepped into it and it was like, let's go what i would say is that no matter where you find yourself either knowing exactly what you want and how you want to use your podcast podcast and what it's going to look like or i have no clue but i'm really i'm feeling this pull to do it just start because who you become in the process will is so much more satisfying than staying on the sidelines and you're going to figure it out. And you have really amazing people like Dave Jackson who literally know everything there is to know about podcasting. Um you have you have so you have such a beautiful community of fellow podcasters here who are all so giving in their stories and their sharing and their resources and their time and their energy. And so just get in, figure it out. And if you if you are in it and it's not what you want it to be, continue to experiment. I think one thing that has served me well, that I didn't really learn until Women's Meditation Network was that this entire thing is an experiment. And it gives me a lot of freedom to actually try a lot of things knowing that many of them might fail, knowing that many of them might be a giant screw up, right? But if I look at it as this giant experiment, I'm constantly, I'm a scientist, right? Like I'm constantly learning what didn't work, how can we tweak what did work well, and how can we lean deeper into that? So, that has served me very, very well. So, if you can see this entire journey, no matter where you are on it, as just a big experiment and just have fun playing, that's the advice that I would give.
0: So, when you try something new, like let's say you're trying to grow your audience, I'm going to do this new strategy. Right. How long do you give it before you go, and eh, it's not working?
1: i don't know it depends on what the strategy is it depends yeah. on who the people are it depends on what you're seeing i mean with some strategies you can see right away like i remember doing a strategy this is one example that anyone could do early on i did a strategy with a couple of the podcast players asking if i could just get a feature can i get featured because many of the podcast players have like a an area that they feature their favorites right many times you can submit yourself to Like, I would love to be featured or maybe there's a contact out there that's even better that you have that, hey, I want to get featured. So I did that with a couple of them, but I'm going to mention CastBox. CastBox is a podcast player. I did a feature with CastBox very early on and I said, hey, can I get featured here? And they featured me and they kind of like forgot to take me off the featured list. And so the feature was like, I was on there for like three months with my original show. And I didn't have big Castbox numbers, but I, you know, three months later, I was like, "Oh yeah, they sold that feature." I mean, let me see what my numbers were, and so I kind of looked at what are what were my general Castbox download numbers, you know, on a regular basis before this feature started, and now what are they? And they tripled. The number tripled, and I was like, "Okay." It was still a small number comparatively to the other players, but I was like, "Okay," and so that was like, "What paid advertising can I do with you?" You know, and and believe me, at first it was like, you know, a hundred dollars, 50 bucks, you know, pretty soon a thousand dollars. Then, okay, it's working at twenty five hundred dollars, like the things that so like it didn't turn my stomach because I was practicing on these little things. But little things like that, like just kind of stay in tune with them to give them time to see, like, are they producing? And if so, lean deeper into them.
0: Women'sMeditationNetwork.com is where you can find the amazing and fabulous Katie Kremitzos. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate
1: it, Dave. I love you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Always fun to hang out with Katie Kremitzos. She's a person that number one makes me laugh, but I love the fact that when she laughs, she does not hold back. She's awesome. Couple things that jumped out of me at this: number one, did you hear? Her? She's not supposed to be doing this. She's not certified. And yet, that might be the exact reason why people are drawn to her stuff because, well, it's not the stuff that everybody else is doing it. Also, did you hear the magic phrase? When did she really start getting the ball rolling? That's right, three years. Nobody, (laughs) Nobody likes that. I don't like that answer either. But sometimes it takes a while, a little practice. And I was listening to... Mark Asquith from uh, Captivate, and he had a great analogy. He said, think about this. If somebody comes up to you and says, hey, have you ever golfed? And you go, no. And you're like, oh, well, let's go. It's a beautiful day. I've got some old beat up clubs in the basement. Uh, Let me get those and you can use those. And then the next day you go out, by the way, and you golf and you're absolutely horrible. And then the next day you wake up and go, okay, how do I get on the tour to make some money with this? It's just not the way it works. But in a way, you are competing against yourself. I know we love to see who else is doing what. That was another thing she did. She looked to see, hey, how crowded is this? And if you missed a couple episodes ago, I talked about how it looks like there's millions of podcasters, but really it's hundreds of thousands, which still sounds like a lot, but that's nothing compared to YouTube. And many of those shows that look like they're there are actually not because they've pod faded. So She did some research and also think about this. This was kind of her second venture into podcasting. She had a great run with biz women rock. And then she took that experience and moved it into her second endeavor, I guess, shall we say? And a lot of people do that, but realize again, you can't get to the millionth download until you have your first download. And sometimes sometimes, You just got to start. And the other thing I thought of as I listened to this, Katie talked about this because she wanted to and because she was interested in it. I think that's a great place to start. Sometimes we're like, well, I'm trying to figure out what my niche is and I know I need to focus down. Well, maybe just start talking about stuff, a topic. Let's not talk about everything that typically never works, but let's find a topic that you're excited about and let's start there because at least then you'll be having fun because you're talking about something that you love. The other thing I want to do, and Katie's going to love me for this, is I want to play one of her earlier clips, and then I'm going to play one of her latest ones.
1: Okay, let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Before we get into some breaths to get you ready for today's episode.
0: And really, because of her past experience, that really doesn't sound that bad. But here's what she sounds like five years later in one of her new episodes.
1: When your light has been dimmed and hope has been lost.
0: So we got some production music, got a little bird chirping in the background. That's You start someplace and then you move. The other thing she did was she didn't get cute. She didn't call it like estrogen escape. No, it, all of her shows, sleep meditation or meditation for women, sleep meditation for women. Daily affirmations for women, morning meditation for women. I mean, it's just, you know what the show is before you even press play. And sometimes we get a little too cute. And my test is always go up to somebody, say, hey, I'm doing a show about blank. And then you say your name. What do you think it's about? And when they say, oh, it's about such and such and such and such. And you go, exactly. Then you know you got a good name. Don't try to get too cute because especially I was talking to somebody this weekend and I'm just making this up. I don't want to out somebody, but let's say you said the name was uh, cool books and you decide to spell it. K U L B O O O K Z. Yeah. Nobody searching for that is going to find it. So don't get cute with your spelling as well. Uh, one other thing, Katie has ads and if you have ads in your show, That means you can maybe sell some, especially think about it, meditation and you're trying to relax and all of a sudden somebody comes on and goes, Hey, purple mattress. And she said, she, you know, she doesn't have super energetic sponsors, but you can't be, you know, today we're going to talk about fresh market and fresh vegetable. That's just not going to work. So she does have a premium version And she's charging $7.99 a month. So there's yet again another form of income. Right? we say have multiple income streams, $7.99 a month or $7.99 a year. And she is using Supercast for that. So congratulations to Katie. And the other last thing that to me I was like that I've kind of been trying to do is she has scheduled downtime but I get the feeling that Katie's not watching Seinfeld reruns. You know what I mean? She's not a person that's like, oh, wait, what? Is this? I'm gonna watch this friends episode for the seventeenth time. No, she's putting her time to good work. Women's Meditation Network dot com. One last bit of housekeeping. I just want to keep you informed that as you've heard, I will be in London at the podcast show. And I am flying back, I believe the 26th or the 27th. And I say this because May 29th is the question of the month episode. And that may not, we will definitely have those answers displayed. It just may not be on the 29th because I'm not sure what kind of shape I'm going to be when I get back and how jet lag is going to hit me and things like that. I will definitely have an episode out on the 29th. I haven't missed in 18 years. Why should I miss now? But I'm just saying, if you listen to a show, the episode on the 29th, and you go, hey, where's the question of the month? It will be out the following week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Again, if you want to plan, launch, grow, monetize your show, come out and join the School of Podcasting. We've got step-by-step tutorials. We've got an awesome community and, of course, unlimited one-on-one consulting along with group coaching. And if that's not enough, a 30 day money back guarantee. Go to slash listener. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Something that was spelled, let's say it was called uh, books. And they thinking off the top of your head is not good now. And it's uh, I should know this because I, I I just didn't write it down. Women, your website. Women's
1: Meditation Network.
0: Do You also have women. Um, I it's mean, I the
1: I have that, but yeah, everything's at Women's Meditation Network.
0: Mm-mm-mm. Dot com, and there's 17 shows, right? If I remember right. Hmm. Fourteen.
1: Fourteen. Yeah.
0: So glad I did my research.
1: <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to be anything other than you here. You don't have to like. Come on. It's all good. Okay, tell me. Just, just introduce yourself, Katie. <laughs> <laughs>